Imagine if each morning when you wake up, you're smiling and looking forward to your day, knowing you are happy even while you're dealing with grief and loss. The Grief and Happiness Podcasts inspires, comforts, and supports you with each new episode. I'm Emily Zerothret, welcoming you to explore with me your life of endless possibilities. Aloha. I am so excited about our podcast today. Jonathan Robinson has had just an incredible life, and I just love what he's done. And I can see all the different ways that our conversation can really inspire you and help you along your grief journey. So welcome, Jonathan. Thank you, Emily. This will be fun. Yeah. Could you tell our uh, listeners a little bit about you? Well, as you uh, kind of said, I've had a very unusual life experience. I grew up in your average, uh, incredibly dysfunctional family, kind of had my midlife crisis around age 12, where I became suicidal. Uh, And then to get out of that, I went to self-help books and spirituality. I was meditating every day uh, by the time I was 13. But I got into a lifelong focus on finding the best psychological and spiritual growth techniques on the planet. And part of that process has been interviewing 100 spiritual leaders, ranging from the late Mother Teresa, Wayne Dyer, and Ram Dass, to uh, current teachers like the Dalai Lama, Deepak Chopra, Byron Katie, etc. And I have kind of gotten the best and easiest methods for psychological and spiritual growth and happiness. And I've been able to disseminate them to a large audience through things like my appearances on Oprah, the Today Show, The Tonight Show, all that stuff. So uh, first, I was trying to heal myself. And it looks like a lot of other people liked easy methods that really work. So I was able to make a career out of it. That's so exciting. I just can't imagine how wonderful it would be to get to talk to all those people. Uh, two of them that you mentioned, Wayne Dyer lived here on Maui. He unfortunately transitioned just a, a month before we moved here. So yeah. I missed him here, but I did. I was with Ram Das. We were did a an organization called Doorway into Light together. And he's, he's so incredibly inspirational, even at, toward the end of his life when he was so like crippled. He was in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. He required so much assistance, but I never saw him when he wasn't smiling. Mm -hmm. He just uh, was a deeply happy, content person and was able to share that. I just, he was amazing. Yeah. Both of them ended up being friends of mine and were incredibly kind to me, both of them, and influenced my life a lot, as did many other teachers. So, I kind of, you know, I wrote this book, The Enlightenment Project, really because I wanted to pass on all the best ideas and methods I gained from all these different people and and felt a responsibility to do that. Oh, I, I think that's so exciting. I, I was reading through the materials that you sent me, and, and two of the things that really stood out for me, I'd, I'd like you to talk about because I just thought they were so cool. I want to share them with my people. One of them was PERMA. Uh-huh. Could you tell us what that is and tell us about that? Sure. PERMA is an acronym that comes from the positive psychology field about what really makes people happy. And um, what they found is the P stands for pleasure. 
you know, like pleasurable emotions, pleasurable food, pleasurable sex. Uh, the E stands for engagement. That really means like things you lose yourself in, like a hobby or a sport. Uh, R stands for relationships. And that's the number one factor in being happy. M stands for meaning. Uh, and I think we have a crisis of meaning in, in our culture where people need a sense of meaning to feel good. And then A stands for accomplishment. And, you know, in this culture or this culture we're in, you know, they say that you need a certain amount of money. But money actually after middle class is not really that helpful for finding happiness. So I think it's important for people to be like, you know, pointed in the right direction. This is actually what leads to happiness. And um, I think also what's missing from the PERMA formula is it really helps to have some kind of spiritual connection. It doesn't matter so much what that is, as long as it gives your life a sense of meaning and peace. And that's how I got interested in the, in, you know, asking all these teachers about enlightenment. How, how can you in this crazy world with so much loss and everything, find that lasting inner peace. And what's interesting, Emily, is that I, I asked 50 teachers 30 years ago how to do that. And then I asked the same teachers that were still alive uh, on my podcast now, which is called Awareness Explorers, and the answers are different. Hmm. Meaning that, that just like our smartphone is different every few years, how people find inner peace has gotten much more effective in the last five years than in the last 50,000 years. Oh, that makes so much sense. I, I think we're so much more aware. And I, I think part of that is we lived more in isolation, you know, with, without mm -hmm. our smartphones and all the, the visual stimulation we have from TV or podcasts or whatever, wherever we're getting our information, information is so much more easily spread now that people go, mm -hmm. oh, that that sounds like it would work for me. Or right. I, I think that I can see some happiness there. So that, that uh, makes a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people are using... I don't know, spiritual methods or even psychological methods that have been around for 2,000 years, which may not be that effective. You know, most people don't use a computer from 20 years ago. So why are they using other stuff from 2,000 years ago, you know? So I like to teach people, um, because I'm kind of lazy, I like to teach them methods that are very effective that take less than a minute to do. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I could give you I could give your listeners a couple of those methods and Oh, um, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, I what you just said remind me of a technique. Um and some of these techniques they sound incredibly simple and they are. So you don't realize how effective they can be. But many years ago I went to uh I had a friend come back from India and he looked like he was just lit up, you know, with gratitude and so happy. I wondered what happened and he said uh, my guru gave me this magical mantra that helps me to feel gratitude all the time. And, you know, gratitude is really useful for happiness, for getting through grief, all kinds of stuff, for spiritual connection. So I wanted to know what that mantra was. So I asked, and he said, oh, you have to get it directly from the guru. So, I don't know, have you ever been to in India, Emily? No, I haven't. Well, it's a long way away, and once yeah. you get there, it's it's hot and it's hard to travel, but I, I went all the way to get this magical mantra. 
I had to wait in line like four or five hours to talk to the guru. And I finally get a chance to talk to him. I say, you know, I want to know this mantra for feeling gratitude all the time. And he says um, in his in his Indian accent, yes, my mantra is the most powerful mantra on earth. So he leans in to whisper in my ear. By now, I'm not even breathing because I don't want to miss a syllable, you know. And he says, uh, whenever possible, repeat these words. The mantra I give you are the words, thank you. Oh, wow. I look at him and I say, that's it? I traveled 18,000 miles to go, thank you, that's it? So he looks at me sternly and he says, no, no, no. That's it is the mantra you have been using. That makes you feel like you never have enough. My mantra is thank you, not that's it. That's it will take you nowhere. Well, I'm pissed off. So I, I look at him and I say, well, thanks for nothing. And he says, thanks for nothing is not the mantra. You must feel your heart and then... Say thank you to creation for when you eat good food. Say thank you when you see your child or a sunset or a pet. Say thank you from your heart, and soon you'll be filled with gratitude. And the truth is, Emily, if you do that a bunch of times each day for five seconds, you do end up feeling really full because our minds are always looking for what's missing. But our hearts can, if they take the time, appreciate I mean, we're talking across, you know, the United States uh, for, for, you know, 3,000 miles of ocean, instantaneous for free, and you're giving this great information to people for free. I mean, we get so much, but if we're not thanking creation for that, then it sometimes, you know, leaves us feeling empty. That's fascinating. That's so cool. I I know I talk lots about gratitude because that mm-hmm. just it makes all the difference. And I get a little disheartened sometimes because people keep keep trying to saying, "Oh, it, that's just you know, woo woo stuff." You know, <laughs> that they they don't believe that that gratitude is that significant. But I, it sure has been for me, and yeah. and I really like to talk to people about gratitude. Well, people need a method. And, you know, I, I knew that gratitude was useful. I've written a couple of books about happiness, but um, I'm too lazy to take out a gratitude journal. But I'm already talking to you. It doesn't take extra time to feel grateful that you're asking me these questions. I could be on your podcast. It doesn't take extra. I'm already eating a burger. It doesn't take extra time to say thank you to, to creation for, you know, this nourishment. So that I can do. It's really a matter of finding what works for you. So in my book, The Enlightenment Project, I kind of put out like the 30 greatest hits all these teachers told me of what you can do to tap into more inner peace and love. And I think that's our first job. Yeah. Yeah. We we are responsible for that. I think people keep waiting for something to come to them, to happen to them, instead of saying, what can I do? to get where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I asked uh, a lot of these teachers, what's the purpose of human life? Where are we meaning in life? And I stopped asking after a while because the first 50 of them gave me the exact same answer. And when you can get Mother Teresa, uh, Deepak Chopra, and the Dalai Lama all agreeing what the purpose of life is, that that's useful information. So 
if they want to know what the purpose and meaning of life is, they can go out and buy the book. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <telling you. laughs> um, everybody should know this. The, the purpose, according to all these spiritual rock stars, so to speak, is number one, do everything you can to find peace and love within you. Hmm. Find what works for you. Number two, once you feel abundant in peace and love, go out and help people. And but most people don't get really good at the first thing, you know, the religion we're born into or our culture can be actually obstacles to that. And using 2000 year old methods doesn't often help. So um, it's important that people find something that works for them. Uh, here's one that was popular amongst many of the, you know, I asked people what led you to feeling persistent love and peace all the time. And one popular method, which I'd never read in a book, was to make a list of all the people you've ever loved and appreciated. This could be ex-mates, kids, friends, also pets. And then take a minute and just think about what you love and appreciate about each one of them. Maybe there's, you know, 30 of them. Well, in 30 minutes, you'll be absolutely inundated with a feeling of love. And what better way about going about your day than to be totally overwhelmed with the feeling of love? And a lot of people found that once they did that and tapped into that, it kept on persisting throughout their day. And once you're in touch with love or peace all the time, you're, you're in a different league than everybody else. Oh, wow. That, that's fabulous. It really is. I'm, I'm, I like lists. I, I teach people journaling. And one of the things that I teach them to do is to write lists and uh-huh. got a new list that they're going to get to be doing. Cause that, that's uh it's so wonderful to do something so simple. You know, yeah. we, we can all make that list. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, really once you find something that works for you consistently, you have a friend for life. Yes. And that's that's important too. The whole idea of friendship and communication. I, I think people that have the biggest problems with happiness are the ones that feel that they don't really have friends. Yeah. And they don't usually have friends because they're not doing anything to make friends. True. True. And we have a loneliness ap- epidemic. Mm-hmm. And and there's, you know, a thousand Facebook friends does not equal one really good friend. Uh, they did a study many years ago, USA Today, uh, 1990, I think it was. How many close friends do you have that you can confide in? And the average American said uh, two and a half close friends that they could confide in back then. And they did the same survey last year, and it was 0.6 Meaning the average person does not have one good friend that they feel that they can confide in. Wow, that's sad. And uh, there's no amount of Prozac that's going to help that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, saying something like Prozac. We're we're looking for the magic thing outside of us that can change everything. Right. But until you can change inside nothing from the outside is going to help well the kingdom of heavens within uh, buddha said don't look for peace in the world you won't find it there peace is within 
But, you know, I think people have to try every other option before they finally say, okay, I've heard pieces within, what are the best ways to find it? And then they become interested. Yeah. That's how it happened for me. You know, I was ready to kill myself before I said, oh, there must be a better way. And and goodness knows, that's a message we need to get out right now. I, I just can't tell you how many different people are dealing with loss from suicide. Yeah. And the, the more people we have dealing with that kind of loss, I think the more people are committing suicide because mm-hmm. it happens and they they can see that as an option. And mm-hmm. I'd sure like for them to be finding other options. Yeah. You know, and there are so many new and really good options. I put out for free a lot of stuff because I think people need to, I don't want there to be an obstacle to them saying, oh, I can't afford that. So on my website, theenlightenmentproject.net, I put out five my five favorite methods that can be done in under two minutes for free. They put in their email address and and it, they get free book and audio about that. And, you know, hopefully one of those work. If that doesn't work, you know, choose one of the other 30 methods in the Enlightenment Project. But really, it's it takes some experimentation. A lot of times the religion we're born with or what we hear isn't really what does it for us. Or maybe, you know, you did a certain type of meditation many years ago and it worked, and now it doesn't work. So now it's time to move on. And I think when we feel pain in our life, it's really a message to start exploring more, to start trying new stuff. That's really good. I love that. That that should be a a poster (laughs) every place. (laughs) When you feel pain, do something different. Yes, exactly. If that hurts, why are you doing it? Right, right. Because that just uh, seems like a pretty clear message. Yeah, and it, it seems so simple. Uh-huh. I think we we try to complicate things. You know, we we make it be the hardest way to do something instead of realizing that an easy way can work too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, it can I'm, be as simple as saying thank you for this breath that you're having. Uh, yeah. I, you know, uh, I got something stuck in my throat about a week ago. And for about 30 seconds, I couldn't breathe. Mm. That next breath was really, I was very grateful for it, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, you know, it's ev- everyday things, something like that. You never know when something like that's going to happen. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I I was, I mentioned before we started that I'd, I'd been um, having a, a illness or, or challenge for about yeah. a month. I can't tell you how good it feels to be able to talk to you, to have uh-huh. a voice, because I had just plain old laryngitis, and for a podcaster, that's a problem. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I'm thankful for my voice. I'm thankful that my energy is coming back. I'm thankful that I learned how wonderful coconut water is for me and drink mm. it all the time now. It made a uh-huh. huge difference in my recovery. So there, there, and those those aren't big things, and it's not like any of it costs a lot of money. You can do it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I got COVID four days ago. Oh no! And uh, today I feel great. You know. So wow. I'm that. That's amazing. 
Well, you know, I take good care of my body. You know, the the first commandment was take really good care of yourself because you can't give what you don't have. That's right. And, you know, a lot of your listeners are have probably, well, a, a lot of human beings, not just your listeners, are, you know, grieving something. Uh, life on this planet is not easy a lot of the time. And it's really important that you find those ways to nurture yourself and find peace uh, within yourself, because it, you're not going to really find it in outside of yourself. There's always so much crap going on, you know. Yeah, and and there there's so many things, and some sometimes, a lot of the time, we take so much for granted. Mm-hmm. And if if we become aware of how there's things that are really good in your life that you're just not paying a whole lot of attention to, and. Yeah. I was I was just thinking a, a couple of days ago now that I'm feeling so much better about all the people who stepped up and without me having to ask or anything they were there for me. They mm. they would do something my neighbor bought me the best tea to drink just a, and it's like she knew that that day I needed this cup of hot tea with this wonderful honey in it. And I, there were so many little things that, that really they weren't little because they were big because they helped me feel so much better. And I had like 10 people on my list of people who had done something significant for me. And it's easy to say, oh, well, you know, I just I'm I'm alone most of the time and I don't see that many people or talk to that many people. But when you really look at it and add them up, you'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it's something that as simple as a cup of tea can rock somebody's world. Uh, I know, you know, with we were talking about Wayne Dyer and uh, Ram Dass. They were friends, and, and sometimes uh, I would connect with both of them. And they often did little things for me that really touched me. You know, they were busy people. Uh, but I think once you are in touch with a fair amount of inner peace or love, it gives you the impetus to do these acts of kindness, and the world could certainly use a little bit more kindness. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I know I lived in Bakersfield, California at, at one point, and there was a, a man there who taught at the college who was blind, mm-hmm. and he started this class this project in his class, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard about something like this since then, but as far as I know, he was the guy that got the ball rolling and he went on national TV about it and everything that uh, was to, uh, oh, and no, I can't say the, the exact words, but it was to to do a random act of kindness every oh, day. right, right, right. And uh, do random acts of kindness and senseless acts of beauty. Yeah. And right, right. boy, what a wonderful thing to do. And we can all do that. doesn't cost anything. You know, it could uh-huh. if you want to spend on it, but it, it doesn't need to. And it's something that that we could spread so much joy in the world. And I know I find that, that when something happens, even if it's serendipitously, when I recognize it and I say, thank you, <laughs> those magic words, uh-huh. uh, it it just amplifies it, makes it so yeah. much better. Yeah. You know, uh, studies show that doing an act of kindness for a stranger or friend actually is the number one quickest way to boost your own level of happiness. I find that really, you know, nice that that's the case. It is. It, it's it's like it's contagious. 
mm-hmm. know, when, when you do it, you want to do it more. Yeah. It, it, it just feels good. And I I love the work that I'm doing because I, I can see people smile. And like it, we have a, a weekly meeting where people come, a Zoom meeting where they come and we'll uh, write on a talk topic about grief and then we'll share what our experiences are and then we learn a happiness practice after that Mm -hmm. meeting lasts for an hour it doesn't cost anything and at the end of the meeting every week people are smiling and saying thank you to each other Uh and i don't tell them to smile and say thank you that's just what comes from supporting each other in an atmosphere like that yeah yeah ram das used to say we're walking each other home yes i agree I, I use that uh, that quote all the time because uh-huh. that just that's what it is. That's what life is. Mm-hmm. And, and the more attention we pay to each other instead of just focus on self, it's like we're we're looking for ways to make us feel better. When if we broadened that out, there'd be so much more feeling better for you and everybody else instead of just you because you, mm-hmm. you know people people want to want to help themselves which is a good thing to, to help yourself but in helping somebody else it can just magnify yeah yeah and finding that right balance you know I I spent a fair amount of time nurturing myself but I also volunteer I teach meditation in prisons and I do other volunteer activities and finding that balance that you're nurturing yourself so when you give to others it's from your abundance rather than from like a place where you feel depleted. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, you know, when, when we talk about abundance, a lot of people think that just means that you have a lot of money and abundance is so much more than that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I really know that I my life is the most abundant it's ever been. And I'm not talking about dollars and cents. I'm talking about people and relationships and beauty and uh, kindness and mm-hmm. what a great life we have. Yeah. And, you know, the good thing is gathering a lot of money can take a lot of time and energy, but tapping into a more loving or peaceful vibration through acts of kindness or meditation or some of the techniques in my book, uh, that, that can be done. That's available to everyone. You know, everybody has an inside. Everybody can do some form of meditation. Everyone can do some form of kindness. Uh, And so in a way, uh, there's a certain justice in the world that everybody's in an equal spot. Yeah. And isn't that cool? (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yay, creation. Yes. (laughs) Boy, this has been a fantastic conversation. I could go on talking to you for days, I'm sure. And I know everybody's going to want to know about your your websites and, and your book and where they can get it. So we'll have that in the show notes so that people can easily find out all they want to about you and and get your book for sure because it's I'm sure that it, it can make so much difference in so many lives has a lot of entertaining stories you know uh whether it be you know uh laughing with the Dalai Lama or how I connect with Mother Teresa a lot of them are pretty magical stories so I tried to make it entertaining as well as also some practical information and you know, you never know who the next uh, person you meet. They might be a saint as well. So I always try to learn from people. That's so cool. 
Well, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you uh, being here and sharing all this love and light with us because it is just, um, I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm sure that's going to last me for a while that uh, I can smile for the rest of my day because this was such an uplifting conversation. Mm. Just, just wonderful. And I, I appreciate you so much. And Thanks for the service you're doing, Emily. I know, you know, in this culture, people often don't talk about grief, and yet it is something that really unites every human being. You know, we all have had that experience, and not making, I don't want to make less of how hard that can be, but uh, through that, you can feel your connection to other people, and also it can be a way that we do open our hearts more, and... I hope your listeners uh, uh, find a certain meaning and purpose in whatever they're working through. Yes, it's it's well said, uh, quite beautiful. Yeah, I know when I, I first started writing on this, and I'm a writer, I've written college textbooks and teach, have taught writing at the university forever, so writing is just kind of how I deal with things. Mm -hmm. And when I was first finding all these different ways that I was writing that I thought I can help other people with writing that's going to help them with their grief. But I just, I kept thinking as much as I liked that and felt strongly about it, there was something missing. And when it dawned on me that it was happiness, mm -hmm. that you can grieve and you can be happy at the same time, yeah. then that just opened a whole new world for me. And I'm, I'm so excited about working with it because I, I see the light bulbs go off and I see the people smile and it, it just feels so good. Yeah. You know, I, I like it to like if you're in an airplane, it has one very long wing and one short wing. Uh, the airplane will go around in circles and then crash. And being able to be allow grief and being able to allow happiness are like two wings of a plane. And if they're both there, you can really soar. You know, you're not pushing anything away. Wow, that's cool. I'm going to use that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. Well, um, thank you for being here. And um, I can't wait for this recording to be out there for everybody to listen to. Well, thank you for having me, Emily. I appreciate it. And we'll... Uh, See all my, or hear all my listeners next week. Do you want more comfort, support, and happiness? Join the Grief and Happiness Alliance. Visit my website at lovingandlivingyourwaythroughgrief.com and read my book, Loving and Living Your Way Through Grief. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, review it, and binge on all our episodes on grief and happiness. I can't wait to welcome you back to another episode.